When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, yeah, what do you want? Beak or jaws, feathers or fur, sharp teeth or feet with claws, whatever's preferred. They'll grant you all last requests to steady your nerves, then podcast the body parts, get severed and served. Bring your weak shit where the wolf and owler. That ain't just a mistake, that's an awful howler. Both of them are known to pull up at your shows, have the crowd witnessing the murder like they rolled in with a gang of crows. Fuck the censorship, let them see the whole thing. They stay dressed to kill, never sheep's clothing. Dark enough to turn the sun to the moon, you'll see nothing. All you hear's a huff a puff and a Expect killings, red spilling and flesh ripping Impressive in it, the death bringing his head spinning Just kidding, every word in his song's about two grown men Dressed up as a bird and a dog Hello and welcome to the Wolf and Owl once again Yeah, I'm going to tell your friends, the Wolf and Owl are in the building Mate, Tell your children You look what? so fucking cool today you, well, you know what the trouble is, you look cool, you look cool But then the room... Behind you, I know. You look like I know. You kind of look at there's a vibe like you're sort of like you're the coolest person who works at an old people. So, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So I'm doing this from Mavis's room. She stepped out for a little bit. Uh, this is gonna be a very different vibe because remember last time I was yeah. doing this in the laundry room, which I loved. I loved laundry Stood room. Stood up. Yeah. Very drunk vibes. Yeah. And I was sort of worried. I was worried about it at the time, but it turns out that was okay. Now I'm worried about this. Because this is where the internet is the fastest in this villa. That's why right. you're seeing me here now. It's, it's a nice... Is, it, is that yours and Lisa's room, or...? No, it's Theo's room. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Do you know what? He's 13 now, right? Yeah. I, so, he, so he's very kindly... Because this is quite... Obviously, this is early for Theo. Yeah. For me to be kicking, out of it, kicking him out of his bedroom. And I, I said to him, I'd do it somewhere else. Two things. One, he got up and he said, no, 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 I'll get up. Feel free. You, you can come and use the room. Absolutely. Gentleman. What a gentleman. What, right? what a kid. Secondly, I expected his room to sort of smell of like, I don't know, like Krusty Bellend or something. But yeah. his room actually smells fragrant. Also, did like, you make the bed t- or did he? Did he make the bed? He made the bed. What? I know. I don't think <laughs> I made a bed from the age of, yeah. Up until I was about twenty three. I mean, your upbringing is crazy. Like you didn't make a bed till you're twenty three. You didn't have a chocolate biscuit till you were five. I mean, mate, I bet now. It's, now it's, it's honestly, you the, now? You're, you've Are got you... you've got the maddest origin story I've ever heard. <laughs> Flashback tales. Oh god, have you seen the Tom Davis biopic? No, no, no. Stick with it because the, the moment he makes the bed for the first time is really, really interesting. First, first, first four and three quarter years is yeah, is pretty dull. I grant you that. But then he finally gets his hands on a chocolate biscuit. Yeah, and then it goes from Mike Lee to very much a Disney kind of movie. It's a bit like Frozen. <laughs> is how is the Portuguese? How's Portugal treating you, boy? It is. Uh, it's good. Um, the one thing, the, the, the thing I'm trying to get out the psychology of. Is um, for those who have been here for quite a long time, not as long as we we're here for last year, but like longish. Um, now we've got a week left, and we're in countdown mode. Like you yeah. can't help being in countdown mode. But but like we take week long holidays all the time. Do you know what I mean? It's like I say all the time. I can't think of the last time I, t- I took a fucking holiday. I think it's like, but that that's a holiday length, a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 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 we've got a substantial amount of time left. 
but we're ruining it. But with our, the psychology of it. Does that, do you know what I mean? Oh, mate, yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you going to fit into that week, do you think? Are you, you should live, live that week like it's your last ever week in Portugal ever. You should like literally just do everything. Like, every morning, just get up and just jump naked into the pool and swim. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I don't think... I, I wouldn't do that on my last day ever. I do, I do, need, to, I do, need, to, I do need to clarify this situation, right? So... I, I don't know. I'm th- so you know. Last year I took a month off. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Came, came away. And this year I've like done three weeks. And I and, and I, I said to like flow and that I want I want to like just have the whole. I, I'm not sure about it now. What you're not sure That's about? What doing the three weeks? You know, doing... like condensing all your holidays into the summer. I think it's an like, insane idea. As in bad. Yeah, man. I think it's. Yeah. I, I thought I, at one point I, last it would be... year. Last year I thought it was good. This year I, I regret it. That, that, there you go. I said it. I, no, but, I haven't said that out loud yet. I regret it. No, because you know what it is? It's like now you've got nothing really to look for. Like, what's great about holidays is getting that time away with... Like, I, I'm just doing loads of little ones this year. Little week there, like three days here, three days there. It's a little... The other, thing I keep, the other thing I keep getting told is um, that because I've taken this long holiday, that's why uh, we've got to pack a load of shit in when I get... Like, uh, like my set... Like... Everything just gets... I'm complaining about bullshit. The other thing that's sort of slightly playing on my mind is I've not discussed this, and I can't believe I've not discussed this. We now have a second dog. What? Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Whoa. No, it doesn't sound like that. It's a good impression, but not quite. (laughs) What? When? When? I, I I, I don't know if I've not mentioned this because... I, I, it will make it real, but it is real. Okay. So, you, so, so how long has he been living at your house? No, he's not. Okay, there's a lot wrong with that. First of all, he's not at our house. Second of all, he's a she. Okay, so you've got. A, so this, got a bitch. so this is a situation. It's a bitch, yeah. So you Are know, you breeding dogs. No, no, yeah. We, we have got a dog. We threw water on Reggie after midnight, and he's produced another dog. No, how no, no. Fuck? Are you breeding? Now you've got a girl and a, a boy. You could breed dogs. No, you could become no, a dog breeder. They're brother and sister. They're brother and sister. Are they? Yeah. We don't. We don't want to create a brother and sister. We don't want a load of puppies with eyes like mine. Is that a coincidence or is that a coincidence that they're brother and sister? <laughs> no, no. That you've got what the, the fuck both. are you talking no, but, about? So hold up. Were they born at the same time in the same litter? No. Oh my god! There's so much to unpack here. Yeah. So so basically, you know the the mummy and daddy of Reggie's mummy and daddy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So we got Reggie, and then they had the next. Is it a litter? Yeah, a litter, a litter of pups. Is it a litter with kittens and puppies? Yeah, I think so, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So the next herd that came out, Lisa said to me, "We could get a puppy from that one," and I said, "Why would we? We've already got a dog." And she said, "But it'd be nice for Reggie to have some company." Wow. And then I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you this now. It happened kind of without me really sort of being. So on board how long it. has she been living at your house? She's not at our house. Because she had to be picked up while we were away, Lisa's sister's got her. Wow. And You've got to be careful there, because if Lisa's sister falls, falls in love with her. Well, Tom, thank you so much for highlighting that, because I suggested that. And now they've already, there's already chat about how her daughter's really fallen in love with the dog and not sure how she's going to ever give her up. So basically what's happened is you've brought your sister-in-law Correct. and your niece a, a dog. Tom, I'm so glad you said this. I said this yesterday. And I, I was bollocked by Elise and the kids for even suggesting that. But I, I do think that's what might be happening. Wow. I think the purchase of this dog may have created a permanent rift in, in, my, in Elise's family. 
this is a this feels a lot like a really sort of like the East Enders writing room. They're looking for a sort of a way of breaking up the Slater clan. This is when you know. This is when you know the show's absolutely jumped the shot. Oh, they're trying. They're trying to find. They're trying to find something to keep the show ticking along between a death and a wedding. Do you know what I mean? See, oh, should we have a thing about? What like, if Cat buys a dog? Yeah. But little Mo's. I mean, this is our my references of East Enders. But little Mo's still in it. Then, but little, little Mo, Mo might still be. In it. Is little Mo still in it? I don't know. I don't even want. I used to love Cat East Enders. Cat's still in it. Right? Cat Slater's still in it. Shout out Cat yeah. Slater, actually. Yeah, I think Cat Slater. Yeah, I love Cat Slater. Mm, I think actually I was too in love with Cat Slater for a short while that no other woman. I, I would say a lot of my a lot of my crushes, my, a lot of my celebrity crushes throughout life have been EastEnders characters. Yeah, so, I think Cat Slater disproportionate amount. Yeah. Cat Slater actually, I think, set a, quite an insane bar of like the sort of yeah, the woman that I wanted in my sort of those years. Mm, yeah. And, and to be fair, there was a I time... I used to fantasise about... Do you ever fantasise about sort of walking into the Queen Vic and, like, okay. looking across the going, oh, my God, there's a third Asian on Albert Square. Who is that guy? Did I ever tell you about my EastEnders audition? No, you did not. I can't believe you've not spoken about it. To, go on. So when I was... Back in the day when I was scaffold, this is before um, before the sweet, sweet days I'd even got into stand-up. And... Uh, yeah. They were doing open auditions for EastEnders like characters, and they wanted people who weren't from the like, actors and stuff. And uh, there was a thing I think that come out in the paper or whatever, or someone I knew from the building site had seen it. So I thought, "Fuck it, I'll go along and I'll do it." Um, I basically rock up on the day of the auditions. Um, it was the first time I'd ever been in anything. I'd, like I, I'd never like I've no idea how to act and all that sort of stuff. I had like a fantasy in my head of um, like that Queen, the other Queen Vic thing you're saying. Yeah, like it would be like sort of uh, like look, calling out tight, you know, whatever, sort of like closing a pub. Is, is, is EastEnders the ultimate, um, the ultimate acting job? No, no, like, it's like no, no. What I mean, I don't mean ultimate as in. I think it was back then. I think as working right, class right, right, actors, okay. I think it was. Yeah. Right? yeah okay. All right. And then right. I had this, sorry for interrupting. I had this I've interrupted a lot today. Fancy of Phil is closing up the Vic, mm. and there's one last ca- character sitting in the corner, and he's like, "All right, mate, come on." There you go. Closing time. Closing time. I'm locking up. And I just turn around and go, hello, Phil. And it goes, doof, doof, doof. I get the doofs on my first episode. I didn't really have any idea who my character was after that. So, yeah, but hold on, hold on. There, there, there wouldn't be a doof doof after that. It would, mate. If, if no, I but, stood no, up. No, but hold on. No, no, but, no, but yeah. One person, that's not a dramatic moment. <laughs> Like, like you, you, the audience have to know who the character is. Well, no, the cat, the you, can, you, you don't get, to... you don't, no, but you don't get a duff duff off a random guy standing up and saying, hello, Phil. No, there there the... has to be some sort of significance. Okay, if the camera then goes back to Phil and Phil looks at me and goes, oh, God. And then it'll go, because then you'd be watching still, it. I still, I still don't, I'm still not entirely sure. No, but then the whole nation is going, oh my God, who's that did guy? Did you hear what my voice did there? <laughs> I'm still not entirely sure. I actually Wait, became impression, your yeah. impression. You could be there in the background going, oh no, it's going to kick off. <laughs> this is going to be a nightmare. Bring in the Duff Duffs. If we were two EastEnders characters, I would definitely be going in as like a rival to the Mitchell brothers. <laughs> and you'd be going in as someone who lived with Doc Cotton. Oh God. Somebody finishing his accountancy degree at Doc's house. <laughs> Could I get holes of residence? <laughs> but, uh, so anyway, we go for these auditions, right? Yeah. And uh, I'm like proper fucking nervous. Like this is the first time I'd ever felt nervous, proper nervous in my life. Mm. And 
we're sort of in this old building in Soho and you basically go up these stairs, like a couple of flights of stairs. So I'm sitting there and I'm like fucking nerve-wrackingly sort of like, oh man. And then you know when your like stomach starts going with nerves, like butterflies, but you sort of like think, oh, this is just like fucking, I start sweating out and I'm like, I've got fucking wind. Basically, I need to fart before I go into this audition, right? <laughs> so I think maybe if I just go outside, just let one out. And then yeah. I basically fucking come back in and everything's going to be fine. So I start walking down the stairs, literally get halfway down the flight of stairs and the door opens behind me and the woman uh, shouts out and says, um, Tom Davis, Tom Davis. Um, yeah. And I was like, oh no, I'm in. So I think, you know, the stairs that go down, you turn a corner and stairs go down again. I went, oh, that's me. And yeah. she went, oh, can you come here? I said, oh, can you just give me like five minutes? And she was like, no, we're sort of running behind anyway. So I was oh like. Oh my God, did that, did that happen? Yeah. So then I looked at her. You said, can you give me five minutes? Yeah. I said, no. Yeah. She's like, we're running behind. Basically, these are, these are your spaces. So I looked at her and thought, there's no way I can go into this fucking room with this inside me. So I stepped just around the corner so she couldn't see me to the next five Jesus stairs and let out yeah. what I thought was hopefully, I was hoping would be quite a silent fart, but it was silent, so yeah. fucking loud, right? The fart was sort of loud. So then I came walking about in the corner, like I'd walked into another like sort of <laughs> sliding doors. Like that she hopefully she wouldn't have heard. I look back up the stairs and she's physically disgusted, right? I then oh go upstairs God. into the, the fucking audition room. Um and as I walk in, she's just a could little bit. Could you not have held it could you not have held this? Mate, in? I could, no, because it was like it was disabling. It was genuinely like I was literally my stomach was in agony. I could, I was nearly double up. It was like I don't okay, care what anyone fine, says, fine, right? Trap fine. wind is one of the fuck it's awful, right? And I need. You're about to say something really t dreadful, though. But go on. You're about to say it's one of the worst things you can possibly experience, aren't you? Of all the illnesses and conditions, you were about to suggest that trap wind so, was the worst. So then I literally go into the like go into the audition room. It's quite clear at this point. Then the woman has told the rest of the people who are like fucking in your audition, what, auditioning me, what's just happened. They're like, he's just fighting outside, right? I close the door behind me. I sit down. I start giving my spill. They give me the sides, the script to start, like, you know. But then what happens, obviously, is the fart. I've cut the fart off from the room. I've saved the room from the fart. But the 15 guys that are waiting in this hallway for the next day <laughs> start going off. You can hear them going, oh, fuck, you know, it stinks. Like, you can just <laughs> hear them muffling. Are you, are you, is this true? Is this, is I swear this, this is true. Yeah, yeah. So then all you can hear is that. The people in the room can hear it, right? Yeah. Everyone obviously knows it's me. Yeah, I then like we do the we all do the auditioning parts like so I'm sort of and actually to be fair I thought I put a good account of myself in, but mm. I well, think, at that point you must have thought there's no way. Oh mate, I know that I'm not going to yeah. be EastEnders. I know they're going to get yeah, yeah I, they'll get a lesser actor over someone who's literally destroyed. Yeah, because yeah. uh, they don't look. We all know you. Yeah, and you're a lovely, lovely human being, but they're just going to think, look at this fucking animal. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's disgusting. They don't know anything it's basically, about just, you. yeah. yeah. I walked out and everyone was just staring at me in disgust. Because I think, I, I don't think anyone who was in that, there was no one there that I look at now, like I'm very good with faces. I never saw anyone in that who was in the hallway getting into EastEnders because basically I think that it ruined all of their auditions. And for that, I'm sorry. Mm. It's, yeah. That is a hell of a story. That yeah. is a hell of a story. Yeah, yeah. That was, that's um, what I knew I wanted to be in TV with film. Yeah, yeah. I get very nervous. Um, well, you don't seem to get nervous. Do you remember that time when you started farting quite aggressively <laughs> when we were in a trailer together? And then a runner opened the door and was actually physically knocked back by... <laughs> no, that was... A, you know what, what happened that day? 
is you insisted yeah, you, that I tried fucking no, tofu. No, 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 no. You said, you, you, you decided to have the vegetarian option, then started talking like you'd fucking join my religion or respecting my culture or something <laughs> by doing that. And now it's into everybody. Yeah, no, I thought I'd make him feel welcome. I had a bit of what they eat. What do you mean, they? And you know, vegans, vegetarians. Um... And then it wouldn't make you gassy that quickly, by the way, because you, you literally finished your last mouthful and then you started fucking... Yeah, but also I had quite a lot of fizzy out. drinks out there, I think. Yeah, okay. Fizzy drinks um, really I, fucking recoil, don't they? Yeah. I do like a... Have you tried... Have you done that Sprite challenge? No, what is that? The Sprite challenge is where you buy a bottle of Sprite. Oh, God, why do, I, why do I talk like this? You get a bottle of Sprite and you down it and try not to burp. What? That's Very impossible. Difficult. Well... It's quite funny to watch. It's quite, it's quite funny to watch people doing it. Fucking hell! Jeez. I think I need to be stood up, man. This is mental. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I've what, lost what it I love today, about man. you is you've yeah. basically like. There's a time when I've seen you on stage and on this podcast where you're quite an edgy, cool fucking guy to be around, right? There's also a time of you where you definitely become a dad of this, three. Do you know what I've been, Do you know what you're listening to? Theo, you're listening to Theo, come you're listen, here. You're listen, this guy's just down a big bottle of Sprite. Right, you sad old prick. Yeah, I'm, you're you're watching Holiday Dad Rom. That's what that is. What this? That's what this is. <laughs> Holiday Dad Rom. I love Rom, you so dearly. I love you dinner. with all my heart. But there's a part of me that knows, right? As a conversation source with your three sons, you're scouring TikTok to find wacky videos to show them that you can all sit and watch at night. Oh, God. Well, we'll see if we can find any Sprite videos. Yeah, no, no, Dad, we brought a wee with us. Uh, a wee? I got, I got really drunk yesterday, like, by the pool. And, um, <laughs> it, I know. It's so embarrassing. That's what I'm saying. It's so embarrassing. I'm just sort of, like, drinking... Like, I just... I drank about six or seven beers, like while we were sort of having our pool day. And then Lisa was like, okay, well, it's dinner. We're going to have to get ready for dinner. Uh, I'm going to have to drive because Dad's got carried away with the beers. It's so pathetic. How drunk out of 10 were you? Well, they're only little beers. I would say sort of drunk enough to be talking too loudly at dinner. I would oh, say. no. But not shouting. <laughs> what? A family meal. You just sitting there watching the, the Sprite Challenge laughing at the top of your voice. <laughs> With the uh, waiter going, what, what, what is that fellow laughing at out there? And then, you're, actually making me feel, you're actually making me feel embarrassed listening to it, even though it didn't go down like that, but you are making me feel... <laughs> I'll tell you about this is not as this is not as good as your story, which is always good to follow up a story which is nowhere near as good as. But I, I, uh, when I was at uni, I was selected as... Um, what was it? What was it? I was, I was on the student council at the university I was at, right? And they had this like, European student festival. And we all went to Hungary, and I say we all went to Hungary. Like a couple of people from my uni went to Hungary, and we and then there were loads of different students from like all over Europe went to Hungary for this festival. Wow! And there were loads of um, there were loads of like Eastern European girls there, right? And um, for whatever reason, well, not whatever reason, we could go into what the reasons are, but but long story short, they treated brown men like unicorns these girls, wow. right? Because they, they'd never, ever fucking seen them. Yeah, before, yeah, yeah, right? yeah, So, like, it was just crazy. It was like, it was like, I, I during that period, I felt the hottest I ever felt. And I didn't look hot. It's just because they'd never seen it. <laughs> they'd never seen anything like it before. Right? <laughs> so, like, it was, like, pretty mad. Me and this, me and a mate, this other Asian geezer, like, we were just, like, getting loads of attention. And there was this, um, she, she was Lithuanian. There was a Lithuanian. I had a girlfriend at the time, right? But there was a, 
one of the few times, one of the one of the few times uh, in my life that I had a girlfriend was a time when I was most attractive to a load of Eastern European girls, and then yeah. we broke up shortly afterwards when I was back and returned to being completely unlovable again. <laughs> anyway, um, there was a, there was a there was this Lithuanian girl who was like really like sort of became kind of temporarily obsessed with me. She kept coming over and like talking to me and and like I chatted to her, but obviously you know nothing could happen because I'm a good boy. And then um, we were doing this like we went to this lecture, and I same thing as you, I really needed to fart, and um, and we were sort of stood in a big group, and I thought I need to fucking get out of here, man, because like this is like pretty full on. So I went to like we were in like a diplomatic building, like it was like they'd hired out this building for these lectures and stuff like that, and I went over to a corner. And just sort of farted. And it was silent, but it, I would say it was chemical weapon level disgusting. Oh, and um, this girl obviously took it, saw it as an opportunity to talk to me one to one. And so. <laughs> just bowled over. Just she bowled over. She bowled over, yeah. and then nearly fucking fell over as she sort of walked into the mist, the cloud that I'd created, the mace, and 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 like you know when you sort of think, I wonder if they noticed, I wonder if they noticed. She never spoke to me again after that. Like there, there, there were another four days of the, and and I'm talking about going from like borderline stalker to nothing. Did, it, did that, she right? did work it around about the fart, or was it just her? I don't know. I don't. I mean, you know, I I I, I didn't. Yeah. I assume it did. Yeah. But I, she never spoke to me. But the, the thing that really struck me was that, like, the thing that I became really concerned about was the reason that she was into me is that I was the only brown person, the only brown bloke she'd ever come across. And now the only brown bloke she'd ever come across... Yeah, 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 yeah. ...had a cloud of funk around him. <laughs> and, and, I always, and I always wonder if that girl... You know, maybe to this day she believes yeah. that. That's well, she probably what... as well went back to Lithuania and told everyone this story. Yeah, she might that's have a podcast like... now where she just talks yeah. about. Yeah, you know, people talk about why is it sometimes you see racism in Eastern Europe? It might be because you could be the fucking these people have bumped into one smelly guy. Yeah, I might be. I might be. I might be case zero. Yeah. For. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For racial stereotypes in Lithuania. It, it could be like her parents were really open-minded. They sent her there and like, you know, it'd be great if you could meet people from different backgrounds and, you know, different have different diverse friends. You know, it'd be great She went back to... and she went, she went, so let, tell me this, did the, did the brown men smell of curry? I wish they smelled of curry. I wish. That would be fucking paradise compared to what they actually smell like. He smelled, one of them was sent into the corner to stand on his own. I tried to break the boundaries down, but then I saw yeah. why. The, the, the one thing, the one decent thing I could say is that he knew that he stank. <laughs> and so he, he deliberately isolated himself from the group to sort of spare them from his disgusting brown smell. Man, I've got fucking, my back is, my lower back is so sore. Mate, this is so mad. We're so in sync. I was just about to tell you about an issue I've got. Tell me about your back. My lower back is just seized, bro. I was meant to be playing a big game of golf tomorrow. Uh, today. Yeah, yesterday. Fucking hell, my brain's gone. And uh, I woke up yesterday morning, the tightness, like I literally could barely get out of bed. And I was From just playing like, golf, this is? No, 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 no. This is the oh. day before. This, like yesterday, I was meant to be playing with the guys. Woke up, my back was just fucked. 
I could literally was trying to get downstairs. I was like a 90 year old man, just sort of like mm. hobbling downstairs. It was fucking awful, G. I was like, I can't be fucking rolling like this. And today it's loosened up a little bit. I've had to do some stretches. What, what did you? What did you? What did you do to? Mate, I've got no idea. No, idea. you know what? So did like, you not go to an osteo or something like that? No, no, no. You know, Stan, Stan the man, Vicari. Stan the man, Vicari. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's always got some good stretches and shit. So I did a little bit of stretching right. with him, little vibe up of that. Um, and then I just went for a shit long walk and just was like, it, walking is the best thing in the world, man. I don't care what anyone mm. says. Shout out walking, actually, man. But yeah, that is sort of, I think walking. You, you and I are in a very, you know what, sometimes, I, I often think we're in sync. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But sometimes I find it spooky. Go on. So what's happened with you? Go on, bro. Here, here, here. Hit me up. Well, well two things, but, but just off the walking thing. So, like, I've been doing Peloton and running or whatever, I, I, although I haven't been doing a lot of running. I've, I've gone for a run a few times over here. But I can't remember where I saw this, but somebody said, like, just do it, just get your steps up. Somebody said, if you get your steps up, that's half the battle. Because actually, like, basically the best form of cardio, I'm going to start becoming boring now, but the best form of cardio is whichever one you're going to keep doing. Right? Yeah. yeah. So, like, so, like, some people really get into Peloton, some people really get into whatever. I, I don't want to have to name all that. But the fact of the matter is, walking is actually good. Do you know what I mean? And, yeah, like, it's really uh, and it's actually quite a good meditative thing. So anyway, my point is, I've started trying to hit 10,000 steps every day. And I really think it's a great thing to try and do. Man, I, and that's I, the end of that. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that shit, boy. I sort of lost confidence in what I was saying. I, no, just, no, no, I no, got no, excited no. by you the fact what, that we're both walking. You know what? You and were I preaching, thought, I'm talking were, out loud about walking. You were preaching some magic. sweet gospel, bro. And then you fucking gave up on the vibe. Yeah, I lost confidence. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm feeling very low confidence today. I think it might be just because I'm sat down and a bit more relaxed, a bit tired, embarrassed myself, drinking wise. But also, I thought your roast was more effective uh, than maybe you even intended. You've really like. <laughs> Which I feel one? like I, I feel like you know, like when you start describing my behaviour at the restaurant, looking at TikTok for like, <laughs> it's really fucking wounded me. I feel like I'm doing this podcast with like a spear through a lung. <laughs> Yeah, you're, really, sort of you're like Sean Bean in the fucking Lord of the Rings kind of vibe. Yeah, 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 yeah. I am like that. Um, but the other thing that happened was I've been I've been getting to the gym every now and again over here. God, what a boring prick I've become. But uh, one of the things I how can you be boring when you're fucking watching the Sprite Challenge and getting loaded? Uh, shut up. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I just like got drunk and started watching oh, like TikTok man. challenges and having a go at them. So I start the beers at about one p.m. And I start watching TikTok. Uh, and then yeah. for, for, by the time I know, I'm absolutely smashed out of my head. And it's 8 o'clock at night and Lisa's saying we need to go to the restaurant. That's wrong. Well, I would say to you, Tom, joke's on you. Started at 11.30. So <laughs> only pussies start at 1. Um, only pussies can fucking drink seven beers between 11 a.m. and fucking <laughs> 7 at night. That's less, than a fucking, that's less than a beer an hour. Yeah, that is, isn't it? I must have drunk more than seven. Yeah, you must have had anyway. more than seven little beers. Charlie, yeah, seven little beers in about 14 hours, mate. So, uh, yeah, it's sort of yeah. <laughs> Well, I say 14 hours since the start of the holiday. We bought the box uh, <laughs> at the beginning. Um, so, I, so, anyway, I went to the gym, and I had become convinced that I'm not squatting low enough. I read a thing that you've got to go, what's it called? Ass to grass. Ass yeah, to grass yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever, right? Yeah. So well, yesterday, the ground, was, that's the other thing people say. Yeah, yeah. So yesterday I decided that I was going to like really fucking go for it. Like go ass to grass, really squat low. Yeah, yeah. So I thought, I'd, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be stupid. I'm going to lower the weight a little bit. I'm not a fucking lunatic. Do you know what I mean? And like really go for it. Anyway, this is the thing. Lower weight 
much more effective or I don't know what it did to me because today I'm absolutely fucked, man. Like, really? like what I'm saying to you is, as I, I had to prepare myself to sit down in this seat to do the podcast. Like, right. my, I, like sitting down, going from sitting to standing and vice versa is absolute agony. I'm right? pulling myself out of a chair at the moment. Yeah, mate, I, I am nervous about when I'm going to need a shit because oh, I know it's going to be like a proper... I'm gonna, I might have to get the lease from the kids to sort of lower me in. <laughs> Maybe they could get, get another Char- seven Charlie's, beers Charlie's gonna, and you Charlie's could just sit in the bar. <laughs> Why poor Charlie? <laughs> I don't know, he's sort of the littlest. He's probably, he's got the smallest hands he can get under there. I had this at my back all day yesterday. What is that? It's a heated towel. That you it's put, like a giant sanitary towel. Mate, you put this around the lower back and it will just right. hopefully just loosens all the shit up, boy. And does it work? Yeah, get one. I mean, fucking hell, what have we become? We're, we're in our f- early 40s and we're discussing oh, AIDS. God, what is wrong And also, with we're us? both in the shape of our... The, 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 I genuinely thought, you know, I'll lose a couple of pounds and I'm not going to have to worry. I, I'll, I'll stop being as like worried about how I... You know, but I'm not, I didn't think I'd feel like this. No. Also, the other thing is, the, uh, well, we talked about this, but the idea that you are going to have, what I've realised is you're going to have hang-ups we're going to have hang-ups for the rest of our lives yeah. you'll just look for stuff you'll, yeah. you'll just find stuff so it's uh, anyway god fucking hell I, I really I do, I do think I'm good I, I've, I've this has been a bit of a wake-up call for me this podcast this episode I'm well, 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 well. because I think I might be boring <laughs> you're not boring <laughs> holiday Rob look man you're day 22 of your holiday of course you've I'm turned a thought I'm day 22 of my holiday <laughs> You're essentially, mate. You are basically in Big Brother at the moment, right? Oh god, that's I'm where you're so at. Upset. I'm so upset about this. Is I'm actually genuinely in two minds about whether we put this out. On. <laughs> oh, we're putting it out, son. Don't you worry about that. Uh, okay. <laughs> Uh, should we do some emails, my G? Yeah, go on, brother. Uh, this is from the Serval and her kitten. Can you Oof. look up the Serval, please? Tell me what that is. Describe that for me. Let me hit it up. Let me hit it up. Serval. Oh, wow. It's a wild it's cat a native to Africa. It's, very, it's like a cute little um, sort of leopard kind of vibe. Okay, right. Um, it's so a carnival, mate. Right. It's a carnival. Okay. Uh, Dear the wolf, owl, swan and cat, midnight feed number four, and so perhaps my ability to rationalise is being... Oh, somebody complained on Instagram about me reading the emails too quickly. Oh, really? Uh, But while we're talking about this, actually, I do want to say this. There there are certain things that annoy me disproportionately on social media, and one of them is being told to do something in capital letters. Oh, man. So this person went, please slow down when reading the emails in capital letters. Right. And they said, please. Yeah. And obviously they're sort of giving feedback on the podcast, which is all should be welcome. But for some reason, the, the capital letters... Make it aggressive, sort of, right? Yeah. I, I, it got my back up. Yeah. Is that... No, man. I, and they probably I, didn't, they probably, no, but they probably didn't mean it like that. But what I'm, I mean is that's, that's the problem with social media and text messaging, actually. It's like... You but can, they did mean you it. You get fucked off. So they, what they wanted, it, they wanted it to be seen. Yeah. Because when you're so, scrolling right. through your outbox or whatever it's called. Yeah, I didn't like it. 
Anyway, I'm think, I, I think Instagram's becoming as poisonous as Twitter now. Yeah, right, right, there you go. Yeah, it's, it's not. Uh, okay. Well, saying that, Speaking of shout, it, no, 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 no. I, let me just shout out the positive vibes of Instagram. Shout okay. out to everyone who got involved. I auditioned a suit from King Gary the other day and yeah. raised, in the end, 15, uh, 1,500 pounds for stand up to cancer. What made you decide to audition it instead of auctioning it? You <laughs> prick. <laughs> I'm back. I am back. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh god um you've absolutely you've absolutely got me like i'm you've got me absolutely bent over here this is I'm like you this is like you versus joshua my, this is you yeah, joshua jesus so yeah shout out to the the gentleman who brought lesuit um and yeah yes incredible vibes an amazing thing felt very very special and and everyone who would everyone who auctioned got involved in the auction and everyone who shared it so it can sometimes be very very positive Let's not always think about um, negatives. Can we also shout out everybody who gave us, uh, and mainly to Yellow Penguin Animation, everyone who gave us positive feedback about our new animation that we dropped on the, um, on the Instagram. Seems to have gone down very well, doesn't it? Mate, it's amazing. And you know what? There's more coming. There's more coming. Joseph yeah. is doing, he's working away in his animation uh, lounge as we speak. Yeah. Um, and the best news of all is... We've learnt from the merchandise fiasco and Flo and James Torrance are on this. So uh, rather than me and yeah. you being we, anywhere we, we, near we've it. Got, we've got nothing to do with it. So, no. you know, that'd be absolutely fine. Yeah. Um, Actually, by the way, okay. uh, while we're just doing clerical stuff, um, the Party Rom t-shirts will be going on sale. Uh, their their yeah. first sale item. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's, be, let's be absolutely crystal clear about what's happened with the Party Rom t-shirts. We get sent an email and it has like a report, right? And and they don't, they don't, they just give you a business report. And it will say like, it will say things like hot item and like, I think it's like weak item or cold item or whatever. And the party rom t-shirts uh, are, are selling like COVID. Um, the burrito ones and the pebble ones have flown out. Sweet, sweet, sweet yeah, souls. Very big seller. Absolutely flown out. But the part, we, what we did was we overestimated people's interest in party rom. And we went also, party, party rom, rom died that, and became part of it. Yeah, that's true. Party rom was a very short lived thing. And also, we didn't put Wolf and Owl anywhere on the t shirt either. So. <laughs> you could maybe take them and sell them at your tour shows or, you know, when you're doing your DJ live events. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I need to think of something that you get, like a unique thing that you get if you own a party rum t-shirt. Um, maybe a picture of you just drunk. That's not a bad shout, actually. Yeah, or maybe something. Get Lisa to take a little picture of you drunk or myself. Yeah, or a, a yeah something. I, let me have a think about that anyway. But um, but Tom's Tom's been um, Tom hasn't really commented on it. But as I started talking about it there, he really started cracking up, which means it's something he's found funny for a while, but has decided not to comment on it. Anyway, I'm so sorry to the serval and her kitten. We were supposed to be reading your email about 45 yeah. minutes ago, and then we started to do clerical stuff. Uh, Dear Wolf, Al, Swan and Cat, Midnight feed number four, and perhaps my ability to rationalise has been affected as I sit here scenario planning in my head as to how I best approach this with my mother-in-law. So far, I can only see me hurting fit her feelings. So I thought, let's cast this brainstorm net wider and throw it to you guys for some help. I've been with my husband, the naked mole rat, for some time now, and we'd lived together for nine years in his hometown that I moved to. Naked mole rat's parents have always knocked on the door until this last week, and now it seems like they feel they can just let themselves into our house. Fucking hell. We recently gave them a key as they fed our cat whilst we were away, but I feel that to let themselves in is to encroach on my personal space. 
I'm often not fully dressed when I'm in my own home. And last week they walked in within minutes of me finishing on the toilet with the bathroom door open. (laughs) (laughs) They say it's in case I'm busy with the baby, but if this were the case and I was to come downstairs to discover someone in my home, I would shit myself. I've told my husband I'm not happy with this, but he's so far not said anything to his mum. I don't feel comfortable doing it as I know it would upset her and then I look like the bad guy. Do I just risk hurting her feelings and tell her this isn't okay? My own mum doesn't let herself in, but then she doesn't live close enough to warrant having her own key. Am I being unreasonable? I'd be curious to know how you'd both approach this. Many thanks and keep on doing you. This podcast got us both through a tough journey to parenthood, making us laugh despite some very crap days. Lots of love, the serval and her kitten. Tom Davis, can you step in with some advice? Yeah, the serval. Um, yo, um, yeah, I, I think the situation you're in is very much um, what most sort of couples, but most new parents probably go through. In I mean, not the parents letting themselves in, but I do think sort of once you become parents, sometimes lines can be crossed, and I think you know it's very important to get um, get yeah get your vibe across and how you're going to do things. I think what you're going to find is as things progress and the child, get, your little kitten gets older, you are going to find that you, the people are constantly going to come to you with ideas of how to do things. You really got to set you and your other half and this is how we're going to do things. And, and that's, but that's another, uh, that's another conversation to be had. I think in this situation, let me know, first chat out. I think one of the most treasured things to do when you're at home on your own is to go to the toilet with the door open. To take a dump with the door open is that's literally one of the first. As soon as Catherine and Grace go out, I'll, I'll always go for a dump, even if I don't really need one. I always go to the toilet with the door open because I just think it's a joyous thing. Um, it feels like you're just in a really, really big, vast room, and yeah. Uh, so shout you out for that. Um, I think it is. It's up to you ever after to chat to them. It's not your place. It, it will become really awkward if you've got to do that. I, I've been in this situation. I've, I've, you know, it's an awkward thing to have to do, but. You know, Catherine has turned to me before and said, "Right, you need to chat to your your mum and your dad, um, and about certain things." And and that's down to me to talk to talk to them rather than her because you, that's that becomes it's my prerogative. It's my they're my parents. I mean, to say they've got a key, but they've never ever <laughs> let themselves uh, into our house. Um, if we're here, if we're not here, obviously they do. But if we're uh, if we're in, they'll always knock. And I think it's important. I think boundaries are very very important. Um, going forward so i think that's just something to speak to him about um and it is difficult as well to say to, for your other half it's sometimes quite hard to sort of chat and and for him to because i guess they're doing quite a lot i guess they're helpful and you just don't want to upset anyone but the, the best way of dealing with any kind of situation like this family wise is you know honest conversation and uh you know stepping up to the uh the plate in his case and and yeah and, and saying his piece so um, good luck with everything. It's an incredible journey you're on. Uh, and um, yeah, love to you. Love to you other half. And love to the kitten. Big up. Um, Serval and her kitten uh, and your other half. Um, I agree with Tom. Um, I, I just think your other half has to say something, man. It's like you need to have privacy in your own home and your other half needs to make that really clear to his mum. It's like, it's not cool. It's not cool to have somebody let themselves into your house whenever they feel like it. I just think you just need to have your privacy. And it's like, you know, it's good that they're helping. It's nice that they're helping. But that doesn't mean they get to come in your house whenever they want. Do you know what I mean? And I know it's going to be difficult for your your other half. I find it difficult if I've got to talk to my mum about certain things. And 
whatever if you've got to like you know it's not pleasant especially when they're helping you out with stuff but they've got they've just got to understand it you've got to think about what the worst of the outcomes is one is that you sort of upset them for a short amount of time as they sort of deal with the sting of you saying that you don't want them letting them into your house and the other thing is that they let the other option is they let themselves into your house whenever they want forever i mean who the fuck wants that but i i don't think it should be you that speaks because i'm telling you now if you're the one that speaks to them it creates a situation for a long long time you know what I mean? So I think it needs to be your other half. That would be my ultimate advice. And I get that it's difficult for your other half. These things are always difficult. But that is not as difficult as having somebody just wandering to your house. Like, what if you want to be naked? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? A lot of people like being naked. You've not said that you like being naked. We like having a shit with a... We didn't say having a shit. You like to use the toilet with the door open. Do you know what I mean? Don't we all? You know, after you have a shower, sometimes you like to air dry. You know, just have a wander around. <laughs> just to get that natural sort of breeze walking around quickly. You know, I mean, getting yourself dried off. You don't want your, don't want your mother-in-law walking into into that, do you? So um, anyway, look, this needs to get sorted out today. As soon as you listen to this email, not this email. As soon as you listen to this podcast, just get just get him on it. Yeah, yeah speak to speak to your, your other half and get get this sorted. What's now. it called? The na- naked mole rat. Yeah, you are going to feel incredible when this is sorted. Okay, get it done, y'all. It's going to be like a weight off your shoulders. Uh, you're going to feel great. And look, I'm sorry to hear that you went through tough times. I'm glad that shit is working out for you. Uh, Tom and I, I tell you now, we love you. We think you're great. Okay. Wow. So good wow. luck with it all. You're glad that we could have played a small part, a tiny part, minuscule part in helping you in your, in your journey. Shout out. Shout out. Such a different energy to the other one, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Do you think you know what we're going to do as an experiment when we do the next one? I'm going to stand up again. Yeah. yeah, Let's see it because it's not a proper experiment. This we're doing one versus one. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, Let's just see. It's exciting to think about how outcome. Also, you're probably a little hungover now. Yeah. Well, it's like I don't think it was seven. Like five. I had five of those tiny little. 250. This is getting more tragic by the second. Uh, Hi, Rom, Tom, and Swan. Not a pleasant subject, but I need a man's perspective on this. Is it normal for a. (laughs) This is from the Podgy Pigeon. (laughs) Is it normal. Well, I'm just quite. I'd imagine the Podgy Pigeon. It's a bit Nelson Muntz, that laugh. (laughs) Anyway, is is it normal for a bloke to do his business flush, wash hands, then just leave the bathroom without checking there's any matter left lingering in the toilet? Oh, man. I don't know why this has made me feel quite gaggy. It's matter, if it's matter, I know they're trying to be less disgusting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sick of finding splatter, obviously resulting from upset bowels left in the toilet. Fucking hell! As a female, I would always check the loo before I left, as I'd be embarrassed to leave mess behind. Is it too much to ask that after you've been, you lift the lid, check underneath, and use the cleaning products in the bathroom to give the loo a quick spray and wipe down? It takes seconds when the offending matter is still fresh. Yeah, this is a real. It's certainly, this is this is. I know we've talked about shit a lot, but this feels like the most disgusting email we've ever read, right? Uh, you know, the, the the most disgusting thing of all is it's like there's a part of me that I, that I can deal with this in one or two ways. I could tell you that it's not normal and that none of us do that, or I can be completely honest and say that I still get told off for doing this house now. <laughs> like. I don't know what it is with 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 us guys. I, I genuinely think that sometimes I still think that we're whether it's like a fucking thing of like being back in the um uh, like caveman vibes. Like 
What, what, what has this got to do with the caveman vibes? Well, it's like I, I, I still can sometimes be really, really bad for taking a big old... Yeah, but if the cavemen like shitting in a pile of leaves or something, aren't they? Like, what, what... Yeah, but then they'd just leave it. They wouldn't put leaves on top of it. They'd leave it there and then just oh, walk on. Like, sometimes... Do you know that? Huh? Yeah, man. Do you know that? Yeah. From what I know about cavemen, that's what... That's what, what, what do you know about cavemen? I, 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 they I, lived I'm, in caves? I'm pretty sure... What, what have we got? We've got 15 minutes left. I'm pretty sure we can contain everything you know about cavemen. Right, they lived in caves, right? They had yeah. to build fires to cook on, right? They pooed wherever... They didn't have actual toilets, so they just had to poo in the woods and stuff, probably outside the cave. But in, in the yeah. winter, they probably had a little bit of the cave that became the toilet, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, they didn't speak a language. They spoke, spoke in grunts. So did, but, they, did, they, did they shit in the cave? No, only in the winter, I think. And, okay, then, like, in the and then I think it was just like a hole in the cave. Well, they probably, yeah. Um, and then uh, they spoke in grunts rather than in actual language, but they still understood each other because actually yeah. you don't need language. Sometimes you can speak within faces. Um, yes. You know, one of the things that really pisses me off actually about cavemen, right? If me and you yeah. were cavemen, right, this is how I think it would go down if we were cavemen, right? Right. I would have to go out and get all the food and fucking kill animals and shit, right? And you would be back in the cave doing drawings and stuff, right? Why? Because I because I'm a weaker person. <laughs> no, no, but I think that's just how we would have like revolt, revolved. Right. I don't know. I just think that you that's you'd have taught me into go out and doing all the fucking like you know, and you'd have been like like I'd literally come back in and go. You're like, oh, like what what happened out there today? Did you get any? I was like, oh, I fucking killed a woolly mammoth, right? How, but, how did how did cavemen congregate? Like because like. You've made that you, you sort of suggested there that you and me would be mates. Yeah. But did, did was there a, were there family units in cavemen? I think so. Yeah, 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 yeah. So but, why were we hanging out together? Well, we, we had like a bachelor place. This is before we met our other halves. This is right. so. This is like this is like when we're at uni or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, this is our, this is me and you. It's basically. I say we're at uni. That's that's probably old age in caveman years. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. What's their life expectancy? Like seventeen or something? I th yeah, I think if you made your twenties, you were considered an old wiser. Right, okay, go on then. And then you are... Like, so, what, so at this point then, so based on that then, we're eight. Are we? How old are we? Eight or nine. Okay. And I'm like, I've killed a woolly mammoth today. And then you're like, oh, wow, that's really fun. Tell me all about it. And then I'm <laughs> telling you about how I've killed a woolly mammoth. So is caveman me, what, I would say, rough estimate based on what you just said there, 40% camper? No, you're just excited to hear about a woolly mammoth. Yeah, but what you just said was, oh, tell me what you've killed. <laughs> no, That's what you just did. <laughs> you were just excited. What did you What did you find on your travels? <laughs> That's what you just did. <laughs> anyway, I start telling you a story. Like, I basically, I got one of the spears and I ran up behind him and hit him with a spear and then I smashed him. With it. And then you start drawing it. Right? I've done all the heavy lifting. Years later, when they find that cave and see your drawings, it's you who gets all the accolade. Why is it me that gets all the accolades? They don't fucking sign that. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, it's because you, well, be you, you, you will be the about? one who goes down in history because you've done all the fucking... Who goes down in history? T name, name me the cavemen artists that you know. Uh, well, I don't know Please, that. So talk, talk to me about the, t t Tell me the name of the guy that got all the credit for doing the picture of the mammoth. Might, thing, yeah, but if you, if you were speak, speak to like a caveman expert, like an encyclopedia kind of guy, he'd know about it. Tom, they didn't even have fucking names. My name would have been, oh, and your name would have been, but No, like, my, they, they my, I would have gone, oh, and you'd have gone, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Where's, oh, I was taking a shit. Oh, take, oh, why am I doing this? I'm, I've extended this bit way beyond its fucking capabilities. Anyway, go on.
Yeah, but that's the, mate. There would have been caveman artists. There would have been people like other cave people would have come to our cave to look at our, and everyone would have been like such such a, an incredibly long time to make no point whatsoever. That was. <laughs> Anyway, uh, what, what, so what's your advice to this person? Well, look, I think you just have to bring it up with him. Um, it's a really embarrassing thing for both of you to have to talk about, but um, I think we've all been there. I think, you know what it is? It's a, it's a feeling. I think he, he probably feels too comfortable and too relaxed, and I think mm. that's the problem. Um, and actually, I think you just you need to go, look, you know, while this is, in a way, you're honoured because he, you're living in a space where you both feel he feels relaxed enough to do that. You also have to look. Go. You need to up your toilet hygiene game, and you know, clean up after yourself. It's in, like I say, just do it over a nice dinner. Like you know, have some food, have a little bit of a laugh and a joke, and just basically maybe be like, oh yeah, that was a lovely meal. I really enjoyed it, and sort of have a little cuddle and then say, oh by the way, you know, when that this dinner works its way through your digestive system. Just, yeah, when you go to the toilet and shit. No, 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 no. So you, you no, you don't, look, I do agree that you need to have a talk. You don't at dinner. No, after go, dinner, when you're way, sitting just, out of the when you turn, I mean, I'm glad you enjoyed the food. When, you, when it comes to turning this out, could you make sure you clean the toilet properly? Fuck, don't do that. No, 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 just be like, look, yeah, make a bit of a joke out of it, make it a little bit funny and se- se- sexy, but like this. <laughs> There's a way of like doing it that doesn't have to feel like you're sort of yeah just just yeah feel the moment and then like if he doesn't heed to that then just be like yo yo the fucking toilets are disgusting it's not my place to clean up your shit and then he will definitely yeah. do something about it. We, 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 Tom, while we're on this subject, we got into a little bit of trouble—not trouble, but we had a few complaints about the way that we dealt with one of the emails. Do you remember? Do you remember there's an email about a bloke that didn't do any housework? Yeah. And we got more than one email, which is why I mentioned it, yeah. uh, about the fact that we were a bit forgiving of men not doing much around the house. And we just sort of were a bit like, that's what men do and that's how men are. And and, and uh, I, I think I speak for both of us when I say that that wasn't our intention. To oh, no, that, no, no, no. It's just the, the point we're trying to make is, is that men are, I don't, I don't want to get myself into more trouble here, but sort of less... By nature, sort of sometimes can be sort of less considerate. Is that what I'm yeah, trying I to say? Yeah, I think like that's what I mean. But they shouldn't be let. They shouldn't be let off the hook for no, that. No, I'm they shouldn't be let I off the hook in that, for that. Like in that situation, very much like this one. I'm not making an excuse for for no men. Like, and if I'm honest with you, this I come off the back of like having therapy about my own fucking situation as being a man, like couple therapy and talking about you know the every issue we talk about is issues that i've talked me and Catherine have talked about in therapy and it mm. our therapist will tell us and she will turn around and say the truck is is a it literally this is what men are like and the way of you have to hotwire the situation of being us being more considerate and that's what i mean like it, and i'll say it in jest but with all seriousness you just need to say stop fucking shitting all over the yeah, fucking toilet yeah. and show me a bit and of fucking to, respect because it all comes yeah. back, and, and i think to I, keep doing you need to keep doing it over yeah. and over again, every single time. And like, je- and, and to the people who complain about the housework thing, as I said, like, I do, I do loads around the house. Like, but men are just fucking. You have to. It's, I don't know why. Like, I think it's 
you know, abhorrent. I don't think it's right, but I'm, that's just what men are like. And they're not making any excuses or fucking saying that's just how it is. You have to fucking do something about it. And we all have to stand up and be better at fucking, but that is what it is. Um, thank you for your email, Podgy Pigeon. Whoa, 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 whoa. Um, Where's your advice? I've, done, I've, I've sort of incorporated it into your advice. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, so, okay, let me do, I'll do it separately. Yeah, no, no, no. What you've uh, done is jumped on the back because you, you've read these emails about the housework thing and you're like, oh, I don't want to get involved in another situation like that one. What's, what's, what's happened now? <laughs> That's your what, scared what That's your scared voice. Oh, God, it's happening again. <laughs> We've got some controversy on the old podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what are we going to do? They're going to cancel hour. us. We're going to drop down the charts. I can't wait to see all the negative reviews about Oh, by the way, talking this. about dropping down the charts, the idea to move to Thursday is really fucking giving us a real... It's really Has it fucked us? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Um, I haven't looked. I, d- I tend not to look at those things, Tom. You, you're sort of the guy that... Yeah, yeah, but I'm like the Alex Ferguson of podcasts. So what are you suggesting, that we move back to Wednesdays? Well, no, I think we've got a... I think let's do another, one more Thursday. Because you did suggest Thursday because it gives us an extra day, then ask for, to record it on the same day that we always do. <laughs> Completely negating the point of putting it out on a Thursday. You know that, don't you? Yeah, 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 I do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, my advice to you, Podgy Pigeon, please don't get me into trouble for this, um, is um, you need to repeatedly and for because based on your email, it sounds like you're really fucking pissed off about that. Um, oh yeah, look, she's actually Podgy Pigeon's actually referred to our kind of shit advice. Is this yet another men's brains are different and we don't think of things like that situation now, guild? Uh, or just lazy and selfish behaviour. The truth is, it's a bit of both. Uh, you need to just be open and talk to him about it and demand that he sorts it out because it's fucking disgusting. Why should you have to clean someone else's shit when they're able to do it themselves? I understand if somebody's incapable. It doesn't sound like he's incapable. So you need to demand every single time uh, until he gets it fucking sorted. Uh, I mean, look, if you were that way inclined, I'd start um, doing the same as he does and then getting him to deal with it. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, or, you know, maybe a war of attrition where you're both shitting and splattering and splattering. Yeah, until but then you're going to be in a situation where no one wants to go around your house. Which, yeah, that, to me, that's a win-win. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, good luck. Good luck, Podgy Pigeon. Uh, should we do one more? One more, my G. Okay, uh, this is from The Butterfly. Wow, beautiful, uh, it says, Hi. beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, really beautiful. Uh, Hi, Swan, Alan Wolf. Uh, my husband has suddenly got an affinity with hair removal cream and has taken to veating his balls. Ooh. Problem is, not only does he not know where to stop, it's like he's got flesh-toned pants on. It also looks like something Bernard Matthews rejected. <laughs> how can I tell him to back away from the cream? Or should I tell him to back away from the cream? If so, how? My guys from The Butterfly. Yo, butterfly. Um, yeah, I think I think all of this sort of hair removal thing can become something of an addiction. I think, uh, but I weirdly think that you can do it and do it and do it, but actually, is it making you look better? And and we, I, I think a bald penis and balls is literally one of the most ugly things in the world. Oh, it's fucking! It's God. a disgusting thing to look at. I remember doing it in my twenties to try and sort of make myself <laughs> myself sort of feel sexier, but yeah. Also knowing that no one else apart from me would see my balls and my dick in that show. <laughs> but, uh, feeting, by the way, is, have you ever done it? Have you ever 
Have you ever used hair removal kept cream? Yeah, I have, yeah. Fucking horrible. Yeah, horrendous. I don't like the smell of it. I don't, don't like the smell. I don't like the feel. I don't like, any, I don't like anything about it. Have you ever left it on just a little bit too long? Yeah, the burn. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Takes me back, yeah. boy. Look, I think you feel, like, tr- you feel like you've salted the earth. You don't think hair's <laughs> ever going to grow back there. <laughs> Um, I think that the truth the truth is here, I think what you need to look at is just saying to him that you prefer um, a smattering of hair upon his genitalia. Um, I think that's the, uh, that's what I'd say. Uh, just like, just basically lie in bed one night, sort of laugh to yourself and, and then just go oh, like that. And he'll go, oh, what, what, what are you thinking about? Just like, oh, I was just thinking like, you sort of used to miss when you sort of like, used to like have a little bit more hair on your, like Willie and your balls. And then he'll be like, "Oh, really?" Can you not say? Like, can you not say, Willie, please? <laughs> and then he'll be like intrigued by it. Um, and then just make a joke about like the Bird of Matthews thing, or like his pe- hairless penis and balls. I mean, like, let me just—I th- I think Willies and dicks and balls are really like fucking ugly things, anyway, right? So, yo, shout out uh, anyone who's kept a little bit of hair on his genitalia. Like, keep it, keep it in order, give it a haircut, but yeah, don't uh, don't go right down to the the quip. Um, yeah, the, yeah. Um, butterfly. Uh, thank you for your email. Uh, let me tell you part of the problem is that your husband has shortened his hair and he's realized that sort of relatively speaking, it makes your dick look bigger and he's taken it too far. That's, that's basically what's happened because all men, I'm telling you now, all men have done this where they've trimmed their hair. Then they've looked in the mirror and they thought, fucking hell, it feels like I've added an extra inch or something like that. And then, and then what's happened is your husband's got carried away. What he's forgotten is that the dick and balls is maybe the ugliest thing in all of nature. Yeah, the, yeah. the human male's dick and balls, I think, is the most hideous thing in nature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, 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 in existence. Yeah. It looks horrible. What it needs, actually, is masking, yeah, is yeah. covering up, actually. And, and hair does that. I mean, don't get me wrong. A hairy dick and balls isn't. It doesn't look much. You know what? It, you know what? Um, like it always reminds me of like a hairless dick and balls. Do you remember when like yeah. Billy Zane shaved his eyebrows off? <laughs> <laughs> I was watching um, CIA the other day. Yeah. You know that film with The Rock and Kevin Hart. Yeah. yeah. Is it The Rock and No Ryan Reynolds? Sorry. Yeah. yeah. What, what was that? I can't remember. Anyway, one of those. Red Notice, maybe. Yeah, anyway. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Ryan Reynolds says at the back, he says it's a joke in the script, in the film, the back of your head looks like a penis. Yeah. And, you know, it's a funny joke in the film. But I remember thinking to myself, I would hate that, to, that joke to be accurate about me. The back of your head looks like a penis. Yeah, like yeah, it looks yeah. like a penis from the back. Yeah. Like a big, angry penis. And yeah. it does, because it's like at the bottom of his head, like he's got the little line there. The yeah, yeah. Yeah, the rock head. Yeah. yeah. Do you, you know, also, I bet that was improvised. That's the kind of thing that Reynolds... It probably was. Yeah. It probably was, yeah. And yeah. The Rock would have felt on that day absolutely worthless. He's got, la- he's got a laugh about it. Well, every time somebody's behind... Like, but yeah. they, I imagine there were crew going, oh, yeah, God, yeah, I yeah. had a... Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, I think a dick and balls looks horrible, and I think a hairless dick and balls even worse. So I think you can be as blatant about it as that. I, I, I think you can just say, just so you know, uh, a hairless dick and balls reminds me of a defrosted fucking quail, and I don't want to ever see it again. Um, I think that's fair enough. And you're not you're not insulting his actual dick. I th- you're not saying about his dick. You're not saying that that's the key thing. The language here. Not your dick and balls look horrible hair. Just in general, dick it's and balls. Dicks and balls look horrible hairless. You need to be very careful about that because men are incredibly sensitive about 
their genitalia, despite the fact they're the ugliest thing in nature. Yeah, man. Uh, I hope that's helped you, Butterfly. Good yeah, luck. Keep flying, keep being you. Tommy D, yeah. you think you can take us out with another little bit of your wisdom? Yo, what's happening out there? How are you? Are you feeling yourself? Listen, the truth of everything is hope. I spoke to the outside friend the other day, and he was going through a bit of a rough time. And all the time that he felt that life was hard and it was kicking him, and it was kicking him the hardest is when he had hope to hold on to. And whilst hope at times can be a good thing, a thing that we savour and we look forward to, sometimes it can be just a force of disillusion. It could be something that we hold on to with no real premise. It can be something that we hold on to that gives us an idea of a world that might be better, but yo, it might be a whole lot worse. I'm not saying get rid of hope. I'm saying make it as realistic as it can be and know that life isn't always about the future or the past. It's about now. Put on a smile. If you can't put on a smile, just get through today because tomorrow it all starts again. Big love. That is beautiful. Really good. And actually, it's... um that sort of was the best advice I was ever given to be in the moment and not worry about today, tomorrow or yesterday. It's really good, really good advice. Yeah, I'm sure. really proud of you. Yeah. Um, uh, okay, look, guys, I'm really sorry about my performance on the podcast. Uh, I think you, I think you, I hope that, I hope that Tom has, um, I hope that Tom has counterbalanced my incompetence on this podcast. And remember guys, um, hit up the merch store, um, uh, there'll be big savings on party room t-shirts. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, at this point, at this point, um, it, either you buy one or it's, we're going to have to just set fire to them. That's that's the situation we're at. Oh, no, no, we'll sell them. We'll, we'll, probably, the we'll probably do a live event where we do like a party room bonfire and yeah. it'll be like loads of the t-shirts and then like an effigy of no, party No, no, what rum. we could do is we, we, we'll, we'll yeah. give them to a charity of some kind. Mm. <laughs> okay. Um, trust the same. Yeah. If yeah, they're okay, we'll pass them to charity. We'll do our thing. Yeah. Well, what you're doing there is you're disincentivizing people buying them. Oh, okay. basically, what you're, what you're doing is you're going. What we should say is for every T-shirt that's sold, we'll donate. Well, you know what? If you buy any other merchandise from the merchandise um, store, any of the really cool T-shirts, we'll give one of the cruddy party on ones to a charity of your choice. Mm. <laughs> It's like you're really putting the boot in there. Uh, by the way, Tom Tom said something uh, that basically gave me the idea for the song to take us out this week. Uh, Tom said, you've got to say it's my prerogative. And so I think that's the song we're going to go with. Uh, JT, you're going to drop a little bit of Bobby Brown, my prerogative, to take us out of the podcast. Ooh. Wolves and Owls, Animal Pack, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Peace out. One love. Keep it real. Keep it real, yo. If you have a problem, opinion, feedback, or anything at all, please email us at wolfalpod at gmail.com. That's wolfalpod at gmail.com. Thank you.